Hello everyone, whoever is listening to this, this is 19th of Jan, it's a Tuesday and it's 11.50 right now. Yes, I'm back to my regular time. I don't know when I'm going to follow the stuff which I commit to. <laughs> because last record, like when I recorded last time, I've committed like, I would record this at 7 something. But still, I don't know. It happens. If it, ha- if it has to happen, it will happen. That's it. Nothing special today. I just saw um, the whole course, like a short course. It was a two-hour course for by Martin Eichen. I think it's kind of an old course because uh, he used the the version of logic he used was looked quite old. So I think it's like 2018 kind of course, but that's still looks very very relevant and i think so at that time even martin Eichen wasn't that famous like uh so even like so that course was really relevant in that case so i really liked it really learned a lot from it now now i'm waiting to implement whatever i've learned but i'm feeling super tired right now so i'll do that tomorrow uh, i don't have much there to Tomorrow in the morning, I'm thinking of like starting to at least do a walk or something, do a jog in the morning because my f- legs are starting to cramp. I don't know, like I'm I'm unable to walk properly. So I'll try to like get up in the morning at seven or something, take a walk, come back, then do then bath or whatever like then have my breakfast and all that but yeah i want to like start this routine where i'm like at least having a walk and then i'll evolve maybe if that works then i'll evolve into like proper running because this time management thing hasn't worked out really well like it didn't last for more than three days i don't know i i think so i am not made for time management at all I'll I'll be like that like this only because this things the things are working for me like I at least find some time to do like I nowadays I have like so my idea of time time management is like if I want to do something I assign like one hour or two hour for that every day so let's say for music production I assign like one hour a day so that hour can be any time of the day that can be morning one hour or like one hour in the evening in the afternoon whenever but it has to be one hour if i plan it like it uh, to spend one hour in the evening then that's difficult for me because i i don't know what i would be doing at that point so i would completely skip it so the best thing is i'll have these slots like i want to like let's say produce produces like finish one track so i have it in my list i make that i finish it and i do it finish it so i think that that approach is going to be really well for me the other way is not going that well so let's see so talking about the martin Eichen class um, i learned a couple of things which were very very helpful and some of the things which he mentioned were not that i don't uh, like i don't agree to the, those things so i'll start with what i agree on 
so the thing which which he mentioned that he keeps all his tracks he adds a gain plugin um, a basic utility so uh, in logic it's gain and in ableton it's utility so he adds that plugin at the end of the chain of of that track and he reduces the volume by minus 12 uh this is what i like because what is happening is your volume is getting reduced before the fader and not after the fader this is really cool because utility adding you can add 10 utilities and still still your system will run very pro, like efficiently because the utility doesn't cost that much of cpu so i think so this is this is a good tip because what i do is opposite i reduce the volume so that uh, so that the volume is reduced after like it's post gain like i'm reducing the post gain i'm like i'm bringing down the fader so that is basically affecting the post gain so what martin i can suggest is you do it pre gain pre pre fader and then use your fader later on to mix and master it I think that is really efficient technique and he measures his volumes his levels by uh, peak or RMS now I'm not sure exactly what logic shows Ableton shows you peak definitely Ableton shows you peak metering but logic I think so it shows you RMS but I have to like google up it a bit that whether it shows you the while metering whether it shows you the peak or rms but if it's peak then then i've understood what i have like i've noted down all the tracks peak limit so i i when he was showing his uh, walkthrough his breakdown for all the elements i noted down all the uh, uh peak values so if if there are rms or whatever so i noted down all the values in a notepad uh, in notes app basically of, of mac i added them and i am now i want to implement all those values in my track in whichever new track i make i think so that may help because the major thing which i was struggling in is that i wasn't knowing what level is good what level is extremely like if even if it's high how extremely high good it is or even if it's low how good how bad that is so and 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 the thing is uh, yeah this is one of the things which i got to know but i was I, I would say this now only i was really disappointed when i heard one of my tracks after after this whole course because it, and that track is like recently made it's the remix i sent to shishi thank god i've sent him the first version of lyrics uh, the mix the second version is with me that sounds horrible now horrible the second mix sounds the second version sounds horrible now to fix it i'll see it the thing is when when i make tracks i don't know it's it's too muddy even when i am listening to it i would say that oh this track is so muddy i need to fix it obviously hence i <sighs> hence i took the decision of continuing the track after two days before if i because if i would have started like finishing the track in one day itself it would have suffered a lot in terms of mixing 
so thank god i did that and watched the martin eiken course first because because there was not much like extreme knowledge going on in his course his track his procession was very simple he hardly used any plugins his whole work he hardly used eq also like he didn't even use much of an eq the only reason he used eq is for like reducing the lows that's it he didn't use it for anything else for boosting eq he used the uh, the shelves some 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 kind of eq which is like the strip version of it which is also included in the slate digital so i don't know much about it but i have i also have that eq but i never use that much it's it's the waves alternative of it it's called shelps 73 or something but i have oh yeah this is one of the learnings which i got like when you're using a stock eq don't boost anything boost only using the third party ones like i'm not saying that that's the right way but it makes a lot of sense to do that because the third party eqs have a very complex algorithm they have they are built because they they are cost they cost you extra money because of that because it's it's actually emulating the old plugins like even the ssl eq or the shelf eq which i was talking about or any other big companies eq like puke tech or whatever so that is really emulating a analog gear so obviously the algorithm behind it is much 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 more complex and it's not distorting your sound even if you like crank it up so the so this is one of the tri- tips or trick which i got from the course it's not like he mentioned that okay don't boost using the stock plugin and nothing he said that you can do it either ways but i i think it makes sense to at least try once if it's not working i'll i'll just go back to like because i usually use only two eqs one is the inbuilt ableton eq and second is the pro q3 and pro q3 is is something i use only like i think i use it for a lot of things but like when i when i make steep decisions when the q is much more harder i prefer pro q but i think so i should go with his method let's let's try out this and let's see what happens sorry uh, yeah so yeah this was one more learning and other learning was i've i've written down in notes like i've written everything down yeah other very important learning i think i should definitely try it out when i'm mixing my tracks is uh when you're side chaining any of the tracks with your kick never side chain uh anything which gives you gain reduction more than minus 5 or minus 6 if it's going beyond that don't do it like reduce your side chain and keep it to minus 5 and minus 6 he subtly said that that i don't side chain anything uh, like i don't side chain anything which gives me gain reduction more than minus 5 so i think so it's worth you uh, like trying it out because what i do is i side chain it all the way and i have an infinite ratio so what he does is he has like a ratio of 4 or 5 that's it and he uh lowers down the threshold until he gets minus 5 gain reduction and he doesn't use any filter or anything he just directly side chains it with the fat kick he has and not the small kick 
Oh no, I think so. He uses the small key. Yeah. He he mentioned that he copies his channel and then he goes through the channel or something. So yeah, definitely he uses that. And yeah, so I'm definitely gonna try this just because this is something new and this actually correct changing the way I produce it, produce my tracks. So this is one thing. Um. What else? What else? Yeah, there are some things which I didn't like agree to. Like he puts a limiter on the master, like while producing the entire track, and I don't believe doing that. He, then he also because I feel that you should mix and like make a track in in the headroom itself, like giving the headroom itself and not like cranking it up all the way. But he said that he does it just to check that his track is not. clipping that much which is maybe his personal preference or something so this is what i didn't agree to that much and one more thing which i didn't agree to that he color codes his tracks based on the arrangement and not based on tracks so what i do usually is i color code horizontally like if there's one track the whole track is color coded in one color but what he does is he color codes vertically so the all the elements in the intro are colored in one color all the elements in the breakdown are colored in one color all the elements in the drop are colored as one color which is something i felt like doesn't make that much of sense it it confuses maybe as i said like maybe that's his personal preference and maybe he's doing this for a longer time that's why he prefers to do it like that because this guy has been producing before even the doors existed so that is completely agreed fun and uh yeah what else were there are many things i learned from this but i'm not remembering exactly what to say i've noted it down for sure to like have reference and make sure that i'm doing it again yeah one more thing which i which is not which is it uh, i don't know this is experimental thing which i should do is like he uses this uh, widening technique which is done from a stock logic plugin which is like you widen some frequencies you send some frequencies of a, of a track to left and some frequencies to right and then that basically widens your track so instead of like normally widening it you do it like this like some frequencies on the right and some frequencies on the left uh, there's a waves alternative version of it i'll definitely use that and i'll see that whether that works in widening a track uh in widening uh, this thing in any track and yes one more very important learning i, I got from this particular uh, course is never write any notes of sub interfering with kick so if there's a kick at 1 don't put your sub at 1 so put your kick then leave the gap for like uh, and wherever the next mark is let's say 1/8 put your sub there so basically on the places where clap is there so that when once your kick and sub are playing at the same time they sound merged so mostly what i do is i side chain it heavily so that is actually doing the same thing but you never know when it is isolating because if you completely leave the leave the place of sub you you know that the kick would never play or sorry the bass would never play when the kick is playing 
so i think that this is very important i tried experimenting this once i was like normally opened a project and i just fiddling around so i did this and it sounded well at that time also but i didn't i wasn't convinced that whether this is like should i do it like this or not but now i should definitely try this because the major problem i'm having in my tracks is with the kick and the bass that's still having major issues obviously uh, it's improved but like compared to my other previous tracks but it still needs to get on point because that's very important to get releases on good labels so yeah definitely i'll do that and yeah i think so after a long time some episode this episode got like 16 minutes up so cool if you like this uh stay tuned and yeah thanks for listening bye